Good win. Good win for our guys against a good team. They got a good team. They're athletic. They're long. Um, they challenge shots at the rim with a multitude of guys. One in particular is leading the country in doing that. Um, and then they have some really good offensive weapons, multiple offensive weapons. Um, they come into this game shooting a three at a really high clip. Um, and then they got a guy that when he touches the ball, it's all hands on deck to try to get him slowed down a little bit. And sometimes we did that. Other times we didn't do that. But he's, he's squirrely. He can fit through gaps that just aren't even there. He, uh, he's aggressive. He's got incredible body control. So, so anytime there's contact, it looks like it's a foul on you. And oftentimes it is. But uh, really happy with the performance overall, the net performance anyway. Um, uh, against a really good team. So uh, good way to send the guys off to, to, to go back for, for the holidays. Questions? Colin, far left. you mentioned them shooting the three at a pretty good clip tonight. They shot 32, three of 22 uh, tonight. Just what, did you do anything different to defend that? How did you kind of do, and then how do you feel like that defense was? Well, I thought our, our best three-point defense was on a couple times where they ran a play that normally would yield a three. I think we guarded it pretty well to, to where they ended up not getting a shot. I thought that was our best three-point defense. Um, <clears throat> but then there were a couple other times that we were, we were there and guarded it the way that we wanted to. And then, you know, then there's a couple times that they just missed. Um, sometimes that gets contagious. If you look at our free throw uh, situation today, for whatever reason, sometimes it's contagious. So I don't want to pretend that there's a, a, a specific secret recipe that led to three for 22. But um, at the same time, we did specifically try to guard it in a way that the shots would be not quite as comfortable uh, as they normally would and that they would come from guys that were, you know, we, we were really trying to key in on a couple guys to try to eliminate uh, any, any opportunities for a couple guys versus having some other guys that, that you know, may not as be as, a, uh, as effective shooters shooting it. Michael and Fred. Uh, Lamont, this is another game where it seemed like things maybe turned around a little bit after you went to that three-guard lineup. I, I know Michi was talking about it seems like they could play a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. um, just what prompted you, I guess, to make that switch today and, and what it, were your observations of, of how yeah, some Some of it, some of it, it I mean, it's normally personnel driven. Um, and so some of it, it allowed us, it allowed us to bring their big guy away from the basket some. So we were able to, uh, we were able to attack the rim a little bit more when he was further away from the basket. Uh, that's, that's one of the things I think we can put five guys that can definitely make a three on the floor. That affects how you defend when you have five guys that can make a three out there. Um, because guys don't like two things. They don't like getting dunked on, and they don't like a three being shot in their face. So you're going to tend to overreact to it. And uh, so that, that allows us to do a couple different things offensively um, that, that, uh, that we can't necessarily do when we're playing, but the 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 the, the trade-off is you know defensively sometimes, um, what kind of personnel do they have? Are they are they throwing? Are they committed to throwing the ball to the rim um, or to the post? And and what do we need to do to be effective in those scenarios? But uh, yeah, I think it stemmed out of out of just you know natural rotation. We took a look at it. Uh, a couple guys had fouls or hadn't played well, so we looked at a little smaller lineup, and and it was effective for us. 
You got rebounded about 20 today and held only five offensive rebounds. Just what did you see from your team there? Yeah, effort, effort. That's the biggest part of it. And, you know, you get some, you get some bounces here and there. And, and uh, a rebound can go long over your head and you're not going to get it, right? So it takes a bounce here and there in the right way. I think that's how you put a, a, a really good number like that up there is that you get four or five, six of them that end up being uh, the kind of rebound that you need. Um, but I think it was more effort. It was more effort. Effort. Uh, some guys were really after it, trying to get um, uh, opportunities. We shot a lot of threes also. And sometimes uh, offensive rebounds, it's advantage offense on some of those long rebounds. So that I think we benefited a little bit from that as well. Um, but it was a, it was a tremendous effort to uh, to secure some offensive rebounds and extra second opportunities. Um, they took a five point lead mid second half. You kind of did a mini line change. I think you made three subs at that point. What was kind of going on on the bench at that point? How did you? Come? I think it was a ten nothing run after that to take the lead. Yeah, uh, you know, you're you're constantly pushing buttons. You know, you have you have some sort of, of plan general plan of what you want to do and what your rotations might look like and then you know and then real life hits and fouls happen and or a, a guy can't make a shot um, or is playing particularly poorly on one end of the floor and you, and you gotta you gotta you gotta pivot um, and go to something different uh, but but yeah I just just making a move that that I felt like just to get some fresh guys in there some fresh bodies and a different vibe and a different feel in there. And then as it was going, we just kept with it and, and, and stuck with it. And I think they called a timeout. And you know, guys felt really good about the fact that they earned that, even though we were only up two at that point. But we had taken the lead. And then they, we went forward with a couple more buckets after that. Coach, what did you make of the minutes that you got out of Zachary Davis and Daniel Hank and Sanford in this game tonight? Yeah, good. You know, those guys are wild cards. I, I want to be committed to developing those guys. Those guys will be the future of the program um, at some point. And so you, you, I think you have to be committed to, to some degree of development for those guys. And they have assets that they bring to the table. Um, we talk a lot about net worth versus what happens in a gross landscape. I might score 14 points, but I gave up 16 points and I missed two blockouts and all these other things. So we talk about net, net what you added to the team uh, in a net capacity versus a gross capacity. And that's where those guys struggle. But today, they really added. I thought uh, uh, Daniel had incredible energy. Um, you know, I keep telling him, a dunk is still the same amount of points as just rebound it, come down. with. But these guys, I'm telling you, they want to dunk if they want to do anything. So, uh, But I thought he was relentless on the glass. Daniel, or I mean, uh, Zach had a good offensive rebound too. Uh, an opportunity, and um, he was active. He was good. He played within himself. That was a good thing. I, I'd like to get those guys out there. If they can, if they have to be more reliable, that's part of it. Being young is hard to be reliable, um, but they have to be more reliable. And the more reliable they are, and it's plain old, good old vanilla. It doesn't have to be anything spicy, but um, if they can be reliable, they, they can earn more minutes for themselves, and it can help us. They have both good length. They're both good athletes. Um, they can, they, we can play a variety of ways. They can spell a lot of different positions. So Daniel's strong. He can play the five. He did play the five a little bit tonight. So I thought those guys were really good. I think they, they injected energy into what we were doing. Colin and then Michael. Michi had, I think, 25 points on 16 shots 
pretty efficient. When he's doing that from an efficiency standpoint, from a volume standpoint, what does this do for this offense? Yeah, I mean, it changes everything, right? It changes everything. And, and that was, again, with a couple other guys that, that, that didn't produce the way that they did normally on an, from an efficiency standpoint, okay? Numbers might be numbers, but from an efficiency standpoint, um, it, it changes everything, particularly when he's making the three, you know? Um, he was he was able to get to the basket a couple times, uh, the nice and one when we needed it. Yeah, that's been something that we've been trying to work on is getting downhill and get a complete package so they can't play you one way or the other way, uh, and that's very difficult, guys. You know, you have your own little comfort zone and you play in that comfort zone normally. His is primarily as a jump shooter, and he passes well out of the ball screen. But if he can really consistently add an, a, a, a rim attack, which opens up by the way when you shoot the ball well from from as deep as he can. I think it changes everything for us offensively. It spreads the, the floor is much more open. You have to spend more attention to the guy. Guys are going to get cleaner shots. The Chico, the Chico Carters of the world are going to benefit more than anybody uh, if Michi can continue to play at a high level like that. Uh, <clears throat> I know you've been at times a little critical, I guess, of the competitive fire you've seen uh, from these guys. Uh, obviously, a game like this, going back and forth and, and coming back and grabbing the lead. What, what have you seen in terms of growth from from that aspect and, and the way guys are responding when another team is punching back? Yeah, I, I was really happy with that. Honestly, I talked about that in the locker room. I was really happy. I said before the game, I wanted a normal game. And I don't know how many threes we're going to make or what's going to happen at the free throw line, but I wanted a normal game from an emotional and competitive standpoint, a normal game. Good things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen. I'm going to make an ugly face at you when you do one thing that you think is insignificant. It's going to happen. How do you respond to that? That happened with Michi. Michi's an inc a great example of it. He, he came out of the game and he said, he said something that wasn't, uh, it's nothing bad, but as the point guard, you can't say that. No one can see you respond that way. So I brought him over to the side, and I, I got on him pretty aggressively. And he handled it, patted me on my butt, and went back in. That's, that's normal. That's a normal response versus letting that affect your whole attitude the rest of the game, right? And guys have to – I thought that we were really good that way. They, they, they have a good team. Again, they responded every time we made a run. They responded. And I think the biggest component of all that, it wasn't because we made some crazy number of threes. It wasn't. I think we just responded normally. We had a normal response uh, to get to the next thing that allowed us to, to get another stop and, and listen to what the instruction was that we had in the timeout. That's been a thing for us that, is, that has impacted some of the outcomes of these games. And uh, as we can continue to get better at that, I'm really optimistic about how much growth can can still occur with this team. Last question is Colin in the front row. Lamont, going back to that three-guard lineup, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you play that, Gigi plays most of the five there, right? Usually the four, yeah. and Hayden will be at the five. Yeah. Usually, usually that's kind of, they're, they're the same. Right, But okay. Yeah. And when that happens, how do you kind of balance using Gigi maybe in the post there, close to the rim, playing him out in space, and, and where do you feel like his strengths are with both yeah. right now? He's still developing. He's still developing his uh, his back to basket and mid post offensive game. Um, it 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 ends up in turnaround jumper usually right now, which 
to his credit, he's able to make those. He is. He made one tonight. I mean, he's able to make some of those. And I, and I think those can really benefit you in late clock scenarios where, you know, they're playing really tough. You're going to have to get a difficult shot. So uh, uh, that's better offense than defense at that time. So I, I think that's a good thing. But he's still developing a real aggressive, reliable move that, uh, that yields fouls and free throws. He should get more easy baskets at his, uh, with his skill set and ability. Uh, and he should get to the free throw line more often. So he's he's a work in progress and trying to add that to his game. But he can affect the game in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, as a shooter, when my, my favorite thing is when he rebounds the ball like that, and we get out of there and we get bringing the ball down the floor. That was the biggest part of it. You know, he had whatever it was, 16 defense or uh, how many ever defensive rebounds. It was a lot. Um, and that was that was getting us going. Guys don't have to hang around and wait. He's he's his aptitude to dribble is and handle the ball and make decisions is is really good. So um, I think just as an all around player is where he's most effective for us. But uh, you know it, it it ends up going down to jump shots with him. Oftentimes we're just trying to add some more things to his game, and he's willing to try to do it.